You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 194 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight, we meet Dr. Electro. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you've been having a good day over there. Man, what a beautiful September day it's been. Uh, had a great day at work, hanging out with everybody, playing the music. And uh, midway through the day, I checked my phone and I posted a picture of the new room, the Professor Plum Library. And my buddy Alex. Well, first, you got to hear about my buddy Alex. So this was, oh man, probably about five or six years ago, maybe longer. I was doing a street music tour along the East Coast. So I just go to these different cities and play my guitar. And I figured out if you play a broom guitar, I made a, a broomstick into a guitar and put an electric guitar pickup on it and would go around jamming on this and took a GoPro and made some music videos with it. So much fun. And if you have this zany guitar, you get to meet a lot more people. So I was up in New York City, and I love New York, just like the shirt says. It was late afternoon, early evening, and I was taking a bit of a break. I was near the West 4th Street station in Manhattan, a very posh part of town. But man, the, the station was filthy. It's like so many people there, right? So, well, even above, above ground, the, the entrance was nasty. And I hear Vivaldi or Bach drifting up the steps and I think it was Bach because I, I recognized one of the pieces I couldn't tell you what it was but I know I had heard it before and I said oh man that is nice somebody was playing the violin so I went down and down the stairs and there was this guy playing just this killer violin and I dropped my card in his case and no dollar you know do the musician networking thing and we ended up chatting a little bit and following each other on Instagram and he was originally from Richmond and he used to rent a room right above the spot that I would play street music when I was down in Richmond or, or in the same block. I said, man, that is so cool. So we've known each other for a while. And he's, we, I went back up there another time and, and jammed with him. And just, just a great guy, great violinist. And he saw the picture that I had posted of the new Professor Plum Library. So excited about this. I put the furniture like back together and everything and and it's kind of this moody shot and he said what what are you, what are you doing are you writing this the sequel to the raven or something and this got rattling around in my head all day i thought huh well that could be fun so i originally said well i'll write a, a murder mystery and i'll put it in my letters from josh this is something that i send to the senior communities i used to work at before covid hit and hopefully will work at when it lifts, where I play my, my shows. And I send them a letter every week. I call it Letters from Josh. And then I got to thinking, man, I could put, I could write a, a work of serial fiction and put this in a letter each week. This, this would be a really fun little project. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe murder is a little dark. I want it to be fun. I want it to be uplifting. But I, I do like that moody vibe too. I always write depressing songs. And I've been looking for different creative projects. So I thought, oh, this would be fun. And something that I love about the creative flow is there's so much mystery around it. And this idea popped into my head. I said, oh, I could call it Dr. Electro. Like 
I don't know, it just showed up. So I Googled Dr. Electro thinking, well, surely had to be taken. There's a few people doing stuff with it here and there, but I can, I can do this. So I went in the, the new study and for the first dispatch from the room, I wrote the first episode of Dr. Electro. And the idea is, is well, I don't know where it's gonna go and that will be fun. I don't know what's gonna happen. I wanna write it sort of, I don't wanna take it, I wanna take the writing process, I wanna put an effort into it, but I don't wanna take it too serious. I want it to be fun. So it's a little bit half, it's like half of parody, and then there's gonna be people I know, including myself, kind of coming out in this writing, and well, I, I don't know where, where it's gonna go. So there's gonna be a new installment every week, and well, I just wrote the first one, so I thought I would share it. We need sound effects, <clears throat> but this is called Dr. Electro Rutherford Calling. <clears throat> it was a dark and stormy night, although Dr. Electro would have preferred it to rain harder. The rock star Prince famously requested the same when the heavens opened on his Super Bowl halftime performance in 2007. But Dr. Electro wouldn't have known this on this jazz age evening 80 or 90 years prior. He hadn't built a time machine yet. The coils and wires gleamed in the gloom and the four bulbs were understaffed in lighting a cluttered workbench. A smell of ozone bit the air, unrelated to the thunderstorm in the, in the distance. Dr. Electro was thinking out loud. The electrons in his neurons seeming to paste the electricity in the massive strands of copper on the bench. Where's the damn art darn screwdriver, he muttered, rummaging around, checking his language. His girlfriend was trying to clean him up a bit before her parents were introduced. And Dr. E was smart enough to dream up fantastical dynamos and revolutionary circuits. But unlike the 10,000 volts on the bench, though, he wasn't exactly sure about the subtleties of Mabel, and his confidence was uncharacteristically shaky. Ah, there it is. Leaning in carefully, carefully around the glowing vacuum tube, ooh, singeing three arm hairs, he turned a small screw, sweat beating on his forehead as the voltmeter started to climb. 8,753 volts. 8,824 volts. 9,210 volts. 9,317 when there was a knock at his window. What the devil is that? He barked to himself, head snapping up, almost dropping the screwdriver into disaster, and then wondering if Mabel's parents would frown on the mention of Lucifer in non-theological discourse. And then he remembered the knock of the window. The window? Huh. Squinting through the rain streaks was to no avail. So a grumpy creaking and sliding up of the pane matched the equally grumpy Dr. Electro. Who the heck is there? Oh, he was getting better at this language thing. I can't do a British accent here because this would be the place for it, but oh well. Shh, they'll hear you. What? Who? What? Who's there? The azaleas rustled and an oilskin hat popped up like a seafaring groundhog. It was Rutherford. The eccentric, paranoid, well-meaning Englishman who had spent a bit too much time in a boiler room. The orphans need us, old chap. 
Come in, Rutherford. The rickety workshop door slammed a gust of night rain out, and the Englishman dripped his way into the laboratory, waving his arms wildly. My good man, the orphans! To be continued next week. That's the first installment of Dr. Electro. We'll see where this goes. I have no idea what, what about the orphans. i got to figure that out. <laughs> but it will be something. Let's take a couple of deep breaths now. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Let those eyes gently drift closed. And here we go. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Very nice. Open those eyes. Wiggle around a little bit. Notice the sounds around you. And I hope you enjoyed the first installment of Dr. Electro. We'll see what he, what he gets up to next week. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night.